Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Two, three, and boom. Okay. We are back. Back again. Back to Friday. So. Oh, I guess we recorded last Friday too, didn't we? No, did we? No, it was Tuesday. It's like a weird day. Oh, no, it was Friday. That's right. But we were, we were in the your, facility. Uh, over at your facility. We were yep. at the new facility. So I was going to show you something before uh, we started recording. I strategically waited. So Snakey, fucking dude, check out this move. I'm going to show you a video, so... This is great for audio podcast. I know, it's fucking awesome for audio podcast. <laughs> you but you can find it at my at Bike James uh, Instagram account. Do that again. Yeah, 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 exactly. He snagged him out of the air. Out of the air, dude. The fish was trying to make the a run for it. The fish tried to jump out of the bowl. And he snagged him on the flyby. he snagged him on the flyby. That is fucking awesome. Well, I, I was... Was I that just today? That was yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah, I, I'd thrown the fish in there, and I don't know why I pulled, because I don't usually film him eating. I was just like, he looked like really aggressively hungry, and so I was like, ooh, this is probably going to be good. I don't know why I pulled out the camera, or the video, and I was videoing it, and I was watching it, and 
like I had your reaction where like my brain was like, wait a minute, what just happened? Like, how do you get that fish in his mouth? Cause he, he didn't go back underwater and you see this flash and I, I like, I'm so glad I was foaming. It's like, I gotta go back and look at that. And uh, sure enough, man, whole fucker snatched a fish, fish, fish out of the air. Up, man. He jumped right, you know, the snake has got eyes on the side of his head. Yeah. So he can see off to the side really well. And so he saw that fish coming. He's like, I'm just going to wait. I set the trap and that fish jumped by and he spumed. That's some good reflexes. I was, yeah. That's quick. That was quick. I mean, I don't think I, I can't, I can't catch a fish out of there with my hands. That's like Danielson snagging a fly out it of is. with the chopsticks. It is. It is. Kid style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Snakey's a fucking master fish hunter. Like, yeah. So, that's how he survives. That's how he survives. I've seen him go. And that's really his only hobby. The only thing he does, yeah. The only thing he, he does. He eats. He hangs out in that tank until you feed him. Yep. Once a week or whatever it is. Yeah. Dude, I, was, I know I was telling Kiel yesterday. It's, it's funny. It's an interesting uh, study in like environmental uh, triggers because he gets uh, triggered by the splashing water, like pouring water in his water dish. He'll come out and you've seen him. He'll start attacking the fucking water splashes. And uh, the net, like if he sees that net and he like, there'll be fish in the bowl and he is paying attention to that net and will look to attack that net. Like that's not, that's not a natural thing. You know, that's not something out in nature you're hardwired to do. Like he's just learned. learned yeah. Learned yeah behavior. It's a learned response to those things. So, but man, he gets fucking like triggers the best word for it. Cause you can see it. It's like something snaps in his eyes and he's got a different. Like it's like he's got two different brains, man. His his predator brain flips on, and he thinks he can eat you. Like there's nothing around that he's scared of. He's like, like I'm fucking getting whatever. And then you see it snap back out sometimes. It's like, oh wait a minute, that's a big ass thing I'm trying to bite. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, snakes are fucking awesome, man. I like that guy. Animals are pretty cool, man. <clears throat> They're pretty cool. You forget they got that. That primal instinct to survive. You know, I, I saw that in my dog before. When my dog was attacking another dog. And I I mean, when he was full on attacking the, you know, the other dog. And I'm trying to break it up. And once I broke it up and I separated him, literally I could see his eyes change. I mean, I couldn't tell you exactly what changed. Yeah. But there was a fucking change. It's, yeah, it's weird. You know when you see it. I see it and, and he was back to his normal sweet self. And he was all like timid, like, oh, I fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. But when he was in full-on kill mode, there was, man, literally once I stopped it, and it only took, like, I separated it, and about three seconds went by, and then I just seen this, like, these blinds go up in his eyes or whatever, this film come off his eyes, and it was just, he was back. Yeah. It's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, it's weird. Yeah. Until you, until you experience that, it's. Yeah, well, dude, people have that too, man. I yeah. mean, that's the thing we forget. Yeah. But like, you know, there's the lizard brain kicks in. Ooh, yeah, that survival instinct kicks in. I mean, you know, mom lifting a car off her kids probably one of the most cliche examples. But I mean, dude, I've I've definitely experienced where, yeah, the fucking you think, you know, yeah, it's just like something kicks in and it's like. You're in a different fucking mode. And we've talked about it. You've been in plenty of fights. A lot, a lot of it comes down. Yeah, if you think your fucking life's in danger, you think like there's legitimate danger is when that shit kicks in. Because like you said, it's like a primal survival instinct. So, yeah. Interesting. 
It is interesting, man. What are we talking about today, man? We didn't... Honestly, I don't give... I'm kind of like out of fucks for the week. I've ran out of fucks for the week. So. Well, that's because you're done painting your house and all of your fucks are living on your house at the moment. That, <laughs> that did that. I can't wrestle. Like, I, I've almost been at this point of like mentally breaking this week. Ah, uh, yeah. So I don't care what we talk about, James. Well, you know, I, I liked your your uh, um, your idea, your favorite BJJ principle. Oh, that applies to real life. That, how it, what principle and how it applies to real life? Yeah, I was thinking. I just thought about that this week when I was on the verge <clears throat> of a fucking mental breakdown, just painting and painting. Because I was reading. You know, I'm reading Hannibal's Oath, or The Oath of Hannibal. Yeah, how's that going? Good, I'm almost through it. Okay. And I was thinking, you know, this fucking guy, he's riding around elephants around, just sacking cities, just fucking shit up. <laughs> and here I am, I can't wrestle and paint my goddamn house. I'm like, what kind of fucking existence is this? You know, like, Hannibal's just out there fucking shit up. I'm painting my goddamn house. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even strangle my friends. Yeah. So I was, I was pretty pissed off. You know, I was mad that I was born in this era. I started <laughs> been born. Oh, then I started thinking, like, man, if I would have been born back then, like, how would I have fell in place in Hannibal's army? You could have survived the dysentery. Yeah, if I would have been the rampant. You know, because oh, I, I don't want to leg and shit. I, I doubt I would have been like the Hannibal type. I don't think I'm that special of a person or that deranged. Like, that dude was pretty fucked up, but. Why do you think he's fucked up? Why did you say he's, he's fucked up? He's crazy, dude. Some of the shit he really he's hates the Romans. He really hates the Romans. Okay, so I and guess if what, you want to well, say he, that, that's... okay, he really hates the Romans, and he has just a blatant disregard for anybody that isn't like him. Just the dark shit he does. And yeah. like what? Like, give me an example. The sacrificing shit, or you know the so it's a common thing he did. So when he'd ca- like he'd go into a battle, ca- kill most people, capture quite a few of them, turn them into slaves or whatever. Yeah. There was a couple of times that he he liked to do. He would take some of these captured soldiers and make them fight each other, like father versus son, brother versus bro- brother, and make them. F- and then whoever he would tell them, right. whoever won, you get to go free. Right. But then so he'd let them start walking off camp and just hunt them down and fucking kill them. Yeah. And shit like the dude is dark man that's so twisted and yeah there, there's a couple of times he did there's a man there was another example I came across just like yesterday I think I was reading I can't remember off the top of my head I'm, I'm losing it what it was but dude I was like Jesus Christ like that is not a normal thing to think and process <laughs> yeah I mean I guess you, you get to the top of a uh, warlord based system by being pretty ruthless yeah but yeah it's uh <clears throat> it's interesting like, like yeah like it is dark like if you really sit down and think about it it's definitely uh I, I guess i would term it that but i never just in the context i never i didn't i didn't see hannibal as like a particularly psychotic dark person like you know there were fucking people that you read about in history that were... I mean, he wasn't the only one doing that kind yeah, of shit. Right. Like, there was, like... That's what I'm saying. Like, among his peers, it was kind of normal shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. he really hated the Romans. And there was a reason he really hated the Romans. Because the Romans did shit like that to his people. Yeah, there was... This one I came across was... One of the cities that he had taken over... Left. Romans came back yes. in and took it back over. 
That that happened a few times. A few times, there, that's, man. That wasn't just a one Yeah, off. he was trying to get like a, a little like rebellion right. going. He wanted that whole because penin- people forget like you know Rome was just that it was just a city. It was just a city that had basically taken over the Italian peninsula. Right. And but it like if you could get the Italian peninsula to rebel against Rome because there was a difference between Rome and Italy. Right. And, and so that's what he was trying to play on was like, and that's why he could get some of these cities to flip over because if you weren't Roman, it wasn't necessarily the best thing in the world to be in the Roman yeah, so sphere it, of influence. He, he framed his war as like a war of liberation. Yes, he was trying and to liberate these he people. He tried to liberate them, the trying to get them to their side because Romans just had crazy amount of you know resources, you know manpower and resources. Yeah. They, they could fight a different style of war. Yeah. They didn't have to fight the guerrilla war. They could wait them out. But they were... Like, speaking of, like, shit Romans would do. So there was a city he sacked, then he left to go conquer another city. Romans came back in, took it over, and then they set up a fucking perimeter around the city. And then they just let people go about their business inside. And there was still some of Hannibal's warriors inside. Yeah, in the garrison. They, 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 they would stay in there. Or in the, uh, the, the citadel. The yeah. citadel, whatever. Yeah. They would hang out, and some of them would try to bargain with the Romans. And there was one story of, there was, like, half a dozen messengers went to the sentries to try to bargain for something and the centuries just cut off all their hands and sent them back into the city. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Come here. Come here. Chop both the fucking right. hands off and just send them back. Like, go figure it out. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. There, Another time you went into uh, one of the cities that he decided to take over, stuck all the people that he didn't care for in the bathhouse and steamed them to death. Uh-huh. That's rational. Yeah. Hey, you know, if, if they were reasonable and saw it his way. How, so how, I want to know back in that time, how are you steaming people to death in a, in a bathhouse, in a bathhouse back in those days? Like, how are you fucking, what are the mechanics behind that? Oh, like, like a Roman bathhouse? Yeah, yeah. Like, how are the fuck, is like, how are you creating enough steam in there? To suffocate those people, yeah, so they basically just kind of dehydrate to death. Yeah, it's like the heat, because and... <clears throat> I've sat in a steam room long enough to where I've almost passed out. And so I guess if you just and that's like if someone just closed the door, like locked the door and stuck you in there, I guess you'd probably die. Yeah, you're gonna die eventually. You'd die. Yeah, there's definitely a, a timeline. That's a pretty fucked up way to die. <laughs> yeah, it is a pretty fucked up way to die. Yeah. That's you know, there's a lot of uh, that. There's a lot of reading shit going. That's a Fucked up way to die when you're reading like those old histories, man. For sure. God, there was one I was reading. I forget who it was, but he was uh, some, um, I don't know, like warlord dude in ancient Greece. And he had uh, taken over Athens. And he had basically, there was a, a another dude that was, you know, the most beautiful guy or whatever. And he wanted to uh, have his way with them. And this guy kept trying to avoid him, and he finally cornered him in the bathhouse. And instead of fucking letting, the, like, you know, letting whatever go down, he jumped into a cauldron of boiling water and killed himself. Uh, that way. Yeah, the, there was there was <laughs> the stories in this one of the cities that he took over. Uh, some people saw their impending doom coming, mm-hmm. and so they just went and. Jumped and jumped through their babies into the fire and then jumped into the fire themselves. Yeah, just to avoid Hannibal's wrath. 
We saw that as a better way out. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude. Yeah, yeah. That's some you have instilled fear into people. If they said, huh, this motherfucker's taking over our town, we either going to play these, play, take our chances here and see what happens, or we're just going to throw our baby into the fire and jump in after it. Yeah. That seems like the more logical choice. Well, you can see how they were able to freaking play on those emotions to. Uh, I mean, the, dude, the Romans literally wiped that fucking city off the face of the earth, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a war to the death. One of them was not gonna make it, and yeah, I, 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 so anyways, yeah, it was uh, interesting. But yeah, I, 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 it's funny. I'd never thought of it. It is when you sit down and you think about it, like, like yeah, that's a dark thing to do. But when you're reading the story, like when I was reading, I'm like, I'm just like caught up in the like, you know, you just fucking. It's just the game. It's just you know. I mean, yeah, in, yeah. The, in the context of things, you know, I really like the part of the story and the challenge he went through crossing the Alps. Yeah, he lost a ton of his army crossing yep. the Alps. Yeah, he ended up. He had a guide. He's one of the tribal guides, and they duped him yep. into going the wrong way, yeah. quote unquote, the wrong way, and they set up an ambush and just fucked him and his army up. But the army, the mountains themselves, were fucking him up. You know, just the elements. Yeah. And then, and then there was a, this, the city of Capua. I don't know if I'm... Uh, Capua. Capua. C-A-P-U-A, right? Capua. Yep. It's just this city just built on decadence. Just liquor and horrors running everywhere. And that's just how the city lived. It was kind of like Las Vegas of yeah. ancient times. That's where they kept the gladiators. Right. Because you couldn't keep them in Rome. Right. But I thought it was hilarious is uh, Hannibal went in there. And they enjoyed that. They ended up staying a winter there, enjoyed uh-huh. themselves, and they did not live the warrior lifestyle while they were there. They definitely partook in all the liquor and other activities that were going on. And I guess after that winter, they came out all soft <laughs> and lost a battle or two after that because they weren't the warriors they were when they came in. Yeah, yeah. Had to get went back into shape. <laughs> they had to get went back into shape. Yeah. I thought that was pretty entertaining. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Capua is uh, interesting. That's where uh, Spartacus was and started the, the slave rebellion, the gladiator wars was from there. But yeah, that because Capua kind of sided with uh, with Hannibal. They would side with whoever seemed a little bit stronger at the time. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They didn't really care. Yeah, because well, as... they were like number two to Rome, basically. Right. You know what I mean? And if you're number two, you're hoping, just like, dude, I don't... You know, okay, if I got a body, oh, you're gonna give me a chance to be number one, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, but that, uh, um, yeah. Anyways, it, it's interesting because that ended up influencing like how Rome treated Capua forever after that because they sided with Hannibal, and so it's uh, but yeah. Anyways, anyways, it's a good read. It is. Man. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna read next. <clears throat> just about done with that one. Yeah, I don't see, know if I want to keep going down this old road. Caesar's good. I check out Caesar's got some. He, he's another one where, like, if you think about it, you're like, God damn, that's some dark shit. But see, I want to figure out because you know you read the Iliad, and the Odyssey, and the Epic of Gilgamesh. Those are the past three I've read, and those are all written, you know, in a story form. That is a story. Yeah. That took place in that day, where this one I'm reading now is written more from a different standpoint. It's basically just telling the story of Hannibal's life. Yeah. From a completely outside perspective, like this, this author actually went to Italy and wandered around, 
hiked over the pass that they believe that Hannibal went over. I mean, no one knows a hundred percent for sure, but right. he went out and explored these areas, and he's given and you know read all the ancient text and deciphered them the best he could, and he he's giving his input and his translation of what happened. Yeah. So it's different. It's a different read. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's not a story. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're stories, but they're stories intermixed with what he thinks and what other scholars think. You know, so it's interesting. Right. Yeah. But I kind of I like the story better, like like the Iliad or the Epic of Gilgamesh. Mm. So that's the next time my next route I go, I'm gonna make sure I try to find a more of a story based one. Yeah. 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 Still good shit. It's fun. Yeah, dude, it's funny though, like, cause you mentioned that you're like inspired, cause you're listening, and you're like, Hannibal's riding around, I'm fucking sitting here on one leg painting my house, painting my fucking house. And it's like, yeah, there's a famous story of uh, Caesar doing that, like reading, uh, what the story of Alexander, and and he was like, man, by the time Alexander was my age, he conquered the entire known world, like I haven't done shit, <laughs> so. It's just, it's just interesting though. It's a common, uh, you know, being inspired by other people's achievements. I don't know if Hannibal is somebody I should be inspired by. Man, no, there's definitely things to be inspired by, for sure. Yeah, I'm fucking inspired by that dude. Yeah, yeah, that guy was was uh, he was fucking awesome, really. Like he was not gonna be stopped. Like he was the most determined. He like. Out of all, like, he was one of the most determined motherfuckers I've ever come across. Like he yeah. hated the Romans so fucking much, it, it just it, and he had this one singular burning thing to destroy the you know the Romans that he just was not going to be denied by anything. Oh, mountains that everyone like no one's passed across. Like he he was like I ain't gonna stop me. I mean, can you imagine being the motherfuckers? Like you wake up and you're like stretching, coming out, and you're looking up, and you're like. The fuck is this? Like elephants coming elephant, out of elephants. What? There's an army like in my backyard. Like you know, you have been told your entire life this is impassable. Like there's no way an army can can come this way. And and he was like, oh yeah, well watch this shit. I hate you motherfuckers so much. Yeah, it's great. I never heard about this, but there they came to this one part. There was this giant boulder that was blocking their path, and they couldn't go around it. So they had to move it, but it was too big to fucking move. And a way you would move a boulder like that back in the day is they would basically just heat it up enough to where they could break it apart. Mm-hmm. So they, that's fucking crazy. They explained the technique and how they would, they had to cut, like go way further down the line of men. Because his army was so large at this point. I mean, it stretched for miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles. Yeah. And they would have to cut logs down at the end and pass it over the shoulders of all the soldiers all the way up to where the rocks were and put on just repeat that process and, and then just build the fire and just fucking cook that rock just get it hot and hot and hot and then basically break it apart yeah and blow it up with whatever they had yeah it's hardcore shit we're so soft yeah we're man we're so fucking soft now. I know we are we're fucking so soft in, in a lot of ways man I mean but that's the that's the problem is you know the first guy that said I'm gonna Instead of laying on the hard ground, I'm going to pile up some leaves over there. Fucking that that was that was the beginning of the end for our species. <laughs> the guy laying on pine That needles. motherfucker. You fucking he pussy. He fucked it for all of us, man. Yeah. Like, it was that, that comfort-seeking um, thing. So, <clears throat> nah, just sometimes it goes wrong. I think in a lot of ways we're 
I don't know, people, you know, we, we still have that. I mean, I was, I was talking, you know, mentioned that earlier. Like, we're not different people. Like, that's the weird thing. You know, we think of, like, it's like, God, you read these stories and it's almost like, I, I've often said this, like, uh, often said this, what the fuck am I? Who am I? <laughs> like, I'm a lecturer out there. Often said, In my speeches. In my speeches, I've often said. No, but, uh, that if, you know, you look around today and you do an assessment of, of humans and then you read some of these old history things, and if they didn't come with the this is history, you'd think that they were fucking fairy tales. You'd think that they were stories that someone made up. Like, oh, that's, people can't do that. You know, you're standing in a Walmart looking around and you're like, and reading, you know, stories about Hannibal crossing the Alps, and you're like, man, maybe you could get 10 people together that can do that, but to get a whole army together that could do that, like, <clears throat> get the fuck out of here. That's a story. That's a made up children's story. You know, it's like King Arthur. What's the difference between Hannibal and King Arthur? You know what I mean? I mean, well, besides the magic and incest and shit like that, there might have been some incest with Hannibal. I'm sure there was some incest. I'm sure there was some shit going on anyways. I'm being fucking, uh, yeah, incest assumptive. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so, anyways, but yeah, we fucking, we are still those same people. And it's just the struggle. That's why jiu-jitsu is good, man. It taps into that. That's another reason I'm freaking out. Too, I know. It's, I can't fucking wrestle, man. I don't yeah. struggle. On a good note, though, I did, man. I was pumped. I almost sent you a video of it the other day. <laughs> Yesterday, I uh, I can do an air lunge with my right leg now. Oh, nice. My surgery leg. You know, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. An air lunge. A single leg lunge. lunge. Yeah. yeah. The only reason I didn't send you the video because I was a little disappointed. Like, I, dude, I was pumped. So, that was part of my workout yesterday. Um, I was going to do some single leg lunges and I usually do them supported, you know, was, you know, with my surgery leg, I use my rope. I got a battle rope hanging in my garage and I did, I did a couple reps. I was like, dude, I'm feeling fucking good. Do I need the support? And I, so I, I, I kept the rope there just in case, right. you know, things went sideways on me, man, I, I banged them out. I was so excited, dude. So I fucking set up my iPad and I hit record and I, you know, I did a set of 10 of them all on my fucking surgery leg, you know, three months out from surgery. But then I, I was like, I'm going to send this to James. And I started watching the video. And I wasn't quite owning the bottom of the... the I was like, I get I get to like... To my knee was just off the ground and I'd rush it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wasn't like super slow and controlled. Just a, bear, a, a little tap and then back up. Like, But it was because I was so fucking pumped that I was doing it. I was just like, yeah, yeah, fucking banging them out. And then I watched the video. I was like, no, I got to clean that up before I go shit. <laughs> And, that's funny and then I did a bunch of other shit and I went to go when I, when I got done working out this morning I was like well let's do some more of those because I want to get some good video of it I want to own the bottom of it I just couldn't quite own the bottom of it today my legs were a little bit tired yeah I was like yeah alright yeah. I gotta work on that a little bit but I was pumped nice it felt like good progress for only no, that is. three months out yeah So I think that yeah single leg unsupported yep. lunge yep. is uh, a lot of people can't do that with a good leg. Yeah. So. Three months out from surgery, I was, then felt pretty good about that. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Congrats on that. I was, I was pretty pumped. Yeah. Went and saw the surgeon on Wednesday. Oh yeah, what'd they say? Back to work. July 8th is the date. Okay. What? But, uh, I, honestly, I think it's a little tentative because, so first of all, you know, so I brought that question up with the doc. I was like, all right, he checked me out you know, he moved my leg all around and, you know, I had me flex the muscle and this and he's like, dude, he, he was part, he was pretty impressed. Like, you've been working pretty hard at it. 
He's like, that's good. He's like, that makes me happy. He's like, but here's the fucking catch. He's like, you're putting in a lot of work. I can tell because your muscles coming back really good. He's like, you're you're not hurting anymore. Your bones don't hurt anymore from me drilling into it. You know, your muscles are coming back. He's like, you've got to be super careful. He's like, this three month to the six month mark post surgery is the danger zone. He's like, that is the really fucking dangerous part. He's like, because you feel good physically. And so you think you can do more than you should be doing. And yeah. He's like, that's the time you're going to fuck it up. Bottom yeah. line. He's like, it's nice out. It's summertime. You want to be out hiking and doing this and that. And he's like, you're kind of fucked this summer. He's like, there's a lot of shit you're not supposed to be, you're not going to be doing. And so then I asked about going back to work. Because I kind of figured about four months was going to come up, you know, middle of July. And uh, he was, he's hesitant to let me go back. I, I think in a perfect, he didn't give me like his... His fairy tale idea when I should go back, his yeah. thought process. But from talking to him, like if if feasible, he would want me to wait like to that six month mark for like another two months almost. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, because he's then we had a conversation. He's like, can you keep it safe? You know, explain to me. He's like, what are some more of the difficult shit you do? I was like, well, there's times I gotta move a pallet that weighs two thousand pounds. Yeah. Like it's up in the nose of the trailer. I gotta get it to the ass end of the trailer. So I got to use a pallet jack and I ain't got a motor on it. I just see skinny ass legs fucking getting that thing going. Once you get a pallet like that going, it's not yeah. too bad, but it's getting it going from a dead stop. Yeah, right. You, you got to <clears> dig <throat> in. He's like, you got to be careful. He's like, that's, and uh, so he, you know, he wrote up the letter saying I could go back to work, but he put a bunch of stipulations in there. Like I got to wear my brace. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I turned that into my boss yesterday and he's not, he's pretty low down the totem pole. So he, He's pumped that I'm coming back. So he's like, yeah, fuck yeah. He didn't, I doubt he even read it. Yeah. But he, he's got to, he put that up the food chain, higher up the totem pole. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody higher up the food chain reads that. And they're like, well, until he gets those stipulations cleared, he's not coming back. Because if I was to go back to work and get fucked up at work, you know, then FedEx is on the hook. You know, right. Yeah. yeah, Then then they got to pay workman's comp. They got to pay everything. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, a little hesitant. I, I I didn't think about it. And I sent that in, and now uh, well, I guess we'll see what happens. So, see what happens, see man. What happens. As of right now, though, man, my retirement, my little mini retirement here is about over. So yeah, got back to work in a couple weeks. In a couple weeks. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it will be weird it's for you, man. Weird. It will be weird. So you gonna like go back to full schedule? Like yeah. five days a week? Yeah. Well, you know my tender schedule is I'm still on four tens Monday through yeah. Thursdays. Um, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sundays off. Right. I've been where I was working. I'll probably be working a lot of Fridays, man. I got to build my savings account back up. Right. Yeah. I've blown through a lot of money in the past six months. Right. Not having a paycheck come in for, <laughs> for four months. Sorry. Yeah. So not not collecting a paycheck for four months kind of drains the bank account. It does. It will. So. But it's good that you're in a position to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Very thankful for that. That's for sure. But. Yeah. So I'll be working as much as I can to build that back up well right on anyways I'm sure everybody cared about that fuck else you gonna do until you do jujitsu again I know that's that's the fucking big thing you know he he asked me he was the surgeon I say he's like so he's like is what he's like what do you what can't you do right now that you really want to do he's like what do you really want to do right now you know like physically (laughs) I was like jujitsu man He's like, obviously, he, he's like, dude, that's a long time off. He's like, you're not going to, he's like, I don't want you wrestling until December. 
he's a drilling and you know practicing in a controlled environment you know to where you're you know what your partner's going to do there's not unexpected things he's like that can come a lot sooner but you still got to be super careful especially in the next three months yeah he's like once you get six months out you can open that up a little bit but yeah and I, told, I was like, well, I want to go hike Mount Garfield. He's like, well, what's that? And I told him, like, you know, it's a two-mile hike, four-mile round trip, but it's two miles up, and you gain 2,000 feet in elevation. He's like, <laughs> He's like, you're not doing that till the end of the summer at the soonest. He's like, probably not through fall time. He's like, that coming downhill, that steep, you know, coming downhill, he's like, not going to be good for your knee. Yeah. I was like, fuck. So we, we, we kind of ran through that kind of shit. He's like, well, what else? This and that. And he's just shooting me down left and right. He's like, hey, he's, he's like, He's just like, you just got to keep doing what you're doing. Be safe. Just get that fucking leg as strong as possible. Yeah. That's going to help, you know, protect and prevent. He's like, but you can't speed up the tendon. So. Yeah. It's kind of what I said after you heard it. I was like, man, six months is coming. You can't do anything to really speed that up, but you can definitely do things to fuck it up. Yeah, so. that's exactly it. So. Yeah. But that's good, man. We've been doing good. Just it's gonna suck, but I mean, you know, in a year we're gonna be sitting here talking and be like, "Fuck!" I know it'll be glad here. Glad to be back training. I know it'll so. be here before you know it. It'll be December. I'll be back to wrestling, but yeah, I'm kind of fucking losing my shit, man. In the interim, it sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had that long of a layoff from live live rolling. Well, just even like life. Yeah. You know, like like live rolling and, and you know training or even like mountain biking back in the day, I've had to take some time off for injury. Probably man, the longest. That's right. When I had my thumb surgery, I popped that my thumb tendon. I think I'm told just why this yeah. thumb doesn't straighten out. So they had to you know put that back together, and so that was six weeks with a cast on, and then I had to recover from there. So, God, man, now that I think about it, that was probably a good, almost, like, that was like 10 to 12 weeks before I was back to, like, riding, riding, and, uh... About three months in? Yeah, 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 so, yeah, that's probably about the longest that an injury forced me to fucking take off. My severed urethra was only two weeks, man. (laughs) So... That story makes me fucking cringe whenever I think about it. <laughs> Not too many people in the world have a story like my severed urethra. Severed urethra, yep. Nah, man, that was a fucking gnarly, stupid bike accident. It was just crazy. It was like such a little thing gone horribly, horribly, <laughs> horribly wrong. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, that was, um, yeah, two weeks with a catheter too, but, dude, my, my favorite part is I fucking remove that thing myself because I didn't have insurance at the time. So. You the catheter tube out? Yeah, I did. Reminds me of that scene in uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Have you seen have you, have you not seen, seen that, Damn dude. James. Still have not seen it. So uh, towards the beginning of that movie, one of the, <laughs> Lou, one of the main characters, uh, he's in the hospital. He's got a catheter tube in and his buddies <clears> come <throat> in to see him. And he's all bummed out. And so they're like, they're going to take a trip up to the ski mountain like yeah. they're kids, right? And so this guy's all pumped. And so he just starts yanking the catheter tube out. He's like, fuck yeah, let's get out of here. And he starts yanking it out. And when it comes out, it fucking goes flying and splashes his buddy. <laughs> That's what I, I can envision you doing, man. Just ripping that thing out, shit flying all over. It wasn't quite like that. Please just let me imagine. Yeah, no, I will. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, 
Yeah. Clarify. Clarify. For the listeners. The reality may be a little different than the Hollywood depiction. No, man. Hot tub time machine. Just <laughs> accurate depiction. Just accurate shit. depiction of that. All right. But, uh, yeah. So, anyways. Anyways. That was, uh, back to, yeah. Definitely had to take some time off, but not six months. So, it's, yeah. It, but, yeah. I can just, just in having to take a few weeks off. I mean, I had to take like a month off from my groin hurting. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that was, so yeah, you start, it's, it's weird because you have, it's, uh, it's like your fucking battery and you got energy that builds up and you have ways that you discharge that energy, like both physically and mentally. And when you don't have that, it, uh, it's, it fucks with it you. It fucks with you, man. Dude, it really does. And again, it's, it's from the, yeah, it's one way to look at it. Like that, that battery, that power source gets built up, built up, and you gotta, you know, let it out. And I, I can get like the energy part of it out by working out. Like, cause yeah. I work out hard, dude. Like, safely, but hard, man. I, you know, my warm up will be, you know, 15, 20 minutes on the roller or whatever. And, I, you know, I got the heart rate monitor now, so I'm like, all right, let's see how I can get my heart rate to. <laughs> okay, how long can I maintain 160? You know, that thing's in the red. <laughs> Stupid shit like that. Like, it's probably not smart, but. You know, and I'll, I'll do a bunch of shit, you know, it's, I enjoy that, but still just the, man, fucking jujitsu is my safe place, man. Like the world makes sense on the jujitsu mat. You know what I mean? Like things either work or they don't. Yeah. It's very simple, black and white, concrete. You either fuck somebody up or you get fucked up. You know what I mean? I mean, sometimes you kind of got draws, but it's still, there's a beauty in it, man. And I fucking love that. And that makes everything else all the bullshit you got to deal with in life, way more tolerable. Yeah. And when you don't have that and you're so used to it, it's like, motherfucker, dude. You just, dude, I almost, I think my neighbor listens to this once in a while. But anyways, I almost fucking, I almost fucking went ape shit on him the other day. <laughs> nice guy, dude. He's a good dude. We get along. I get along with him. He is a really nice guy. And he means well. And he didn't mean anything by this, but I was, I was in my garage and I was finishing up my workout the other day and he came over and uh, he's like, you know, man, if you would just uh, record yourself and, and, you know, put this up on fucking Instagram, you know, Facebook, like you can, you can really monetize this. Dude, my blood pressure skyrocketed instantly. And I had to, dude, I almost fucking came unhinged, man. And then it just, and I, I checked myself. I was like, I was like, I don't do this shit for anybody fucking else, man. I probably came across kind of crass, but I really, I did monitor myself, so I didn't come across as much of an asshole as I initially wanted to. I had to like take a deep breath. Okay, how am I going to respond to this? I'm really angry. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, I don't do this for anybody else but myself. I don't need to put this on the goddamn internet anywhere to see what anybody else fucking thinks or says. I, I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to make any money out here. I'm out here fucking bettering myself, trying to you know work out. And he was just going on and on how I should monetize this. But once I, I thought I calmed down and gave an adequate response. It probably did come across a little aggressive because he stopped telling me about it and he left shortly thereafter. So like, yeah, dude, fucking my my blood pressure went through the roof fucking instantly. That's funny, man. It's an interesting. He had good intentions. No, 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 yeah, for sure. Yeah, he didn't mean anything by it. You know, yeah. He was coming from a good place. Yeah. So don't fault him for that. It was my own, it was how I took it. He's, <laughs> he's grumpy. He's <laughs> grumpy. He's, that's funny. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, in his mind, he's looking over there and he's like, he's probably impressed with the shit you're doing. Yeah. He's like, holy shit, dude, look what this guy's doing, man. He should be like posting this. And yeah. People would be fucking into it and then he could make money on it. And it's, yeah, uh, yeah, like he came over from a, a truly good place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at him, but it was just how I, I and then I get mad at myself for responding like that, you know what I mean? So <laughs> then I get into this fucking negative headspace. It's like, oh, I'm just freaking out. Yeah. It's like, God damn, I just want to wrestle. All this, all my problems would be solved if I could just go roll, man. Even if I was going to get my ass kicked. <sighs> be fucking so much happier that's what I say Aqua. yeah yeah well soon enough I guess so soon sorry enough. to my neighbor if I came across rude there buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah for anybody else that runs across Rob don't suggest <laughs> yeah don't videoing anything for Instagram do not suggest I post on fucking social media that's, you, oh go ahead no no go ahead did you see that uh, Facebook is putting out their own currency Really? Yeah, they're putting, they're coming out with their own digital currency, Libra. I mean, what the it's fuck's called, the point of that? I, man, I, I don't know exactly. I, I don't know if they're trying to compete. It's like with, a Bitcoin. Type yeah, thing? That, that's initially when I hear digital currency, I'm thinking Bitcoin. So you buy in for a buck, and it can go up and down after you buy in. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't know about this. I still got, I got some Bitcoin. It's going up quite a bit right now. Is it? It's up. Just today I checked it. It was, it was up around like. $9,800, you know, yeah. one coin. Huh. And I, I bought in a bunch of Bitcoin when it was, not a bunch, I mean, a few hundred dollars. I got, I bought a few hundred dollars worth when it was at like three and four, five, you know, th- between three to five grand a coin. Yeah. So, yeah. Making some money on it. I'm sure it'll drop back down. Yeah. See, that's the, that's the, that's the interesting thing is, uh, it being a currency, but it also being an investment. It's not meant to be an investment like that. No, I know. But that's how people gain. See, that's what I do with it. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, that's the thing that makes me nervous about it because I think that if there's anything that could sink that system, it's that. People doing like yeah. people doing what I'm doing. It's kind of like the, you know, the people that buy, like they, they fucking buy houses. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, you know, yeah, the, the, it, when things are good... You, like you're getting people coming in and they're buying something that's not really meant to be an investment. Like the right. house that you live in is not supposed to be an investment. Right. If you happen to make money on it, great. But you. It's not. It's not an investment. Right. It's not an investment from a from a uh, the you know the, the literal sense of the word because you're it's an expense. You're putting right. money into it. It's not paying you. Like a rental house that you have rented out, you're making money on. That's an investment. Like that's a different thing. So people get confused, and so you saw like that was one of the things that happened with the last like, you know, financial crisis is everybody and their mother had bought houses as an investment because they thought that's the value was going to keep going up. That's how they always sold it to you, man. I right. Mean, I remember as a kid coming up. Yeah. That's how you they always sold it Invest in a house. And so, but when you have a whole lot, bunch of, you know, I, I, uh, um, I guess misinformed uh, people um, coming in and, and buying something for an investment that's not meant as investment, then it goes down. It's a slippery slope. It's a very slippery slope. And you see, like we've seen what happens in you know the financial world and the real estate world when shit like that happens. And so that's to be honest, that's what makes me nervous about Bitcoin is it can't go up forever. Right. And it's gone. I mean, it's gone through huge cycles. I mean, it's, I think the, I don't know the highest it's ever been. The highest <clears throat> since I've paid attention to it over the past, I don't know, let's say four or five years. Yeah. My dates are a little off, but. I saw it up around eighteen grand at one time, 
and I've seen it as low as way back, and I think I've talked about this before because I kicked myself in the ass. Like when I first learned about it, it was only like $150 a coin. And I was like, this shit's too weird. I'm not buying in. Yeah. And now I'm so pissed. Because I would do I I was so close to buying about a thousand dollars worth. I and it was only like $150 a coin, two hundred dollars a coin. I was so close. I was like, dude, I'm just gonna buy a thousand dollars worth. That's I mean, if I lose it, yeah, it's gonna suck, but what it is, you know, it is what it is, a thousand bucks. Motherfucker, I still <laughs> I don't even like thinking about it because I get so mad. <laughs> but uh, so I've kept an eye on it over the yeah. past you know five years, and it's it's been slowly like for a while it was staying around three to five and kind of going back and forth and right. but it's been slowly climbing back up, man. Like I bet you if you checked it today, I bet you it's up over ten grand yeah. right now. Well, see, that's the thing too. Like I'm not in that that world, so I don't know. But man, Bitcoin's been around for a while, mm-hmm. and I don't exactly see it. Uh, making a whole lot of inroads into regular buying experiences. No, it's I th- again because it's weird. A lot of people, it, it is a weird thing because it's not common knowledge enough, and people don't feel comfortable enough using it to purchase things. And, and there's not a lot of places you can purchase things. In, in the bigger cities, there is. Yeah, and there there is like when you're shopping online. No, I've seen. You yeah. have that option. Like, I know on it, except right. Bitcoin. And uh, there's. I was just looking at, like, Dr. Sar today, you know, the hemp gear guys. Yeah. And there's, you can pay, I think, with BitPay on there. Yeah. No, you, yeah, they're, they're, there's some. But, but not, it's not super common yet. No, no. It's, it hasn't really made, like, big inroads as a currency. And so, again, like, when, when people talk about Bitcoin, they're talking about it as an investment. investment. Yeah, because that's. Yeah, again, dude, I have no. I'm an idiot uh, when it comes to like economics, you know, finances and shit. And I don't see how it'll ever become like a, a normal currency for people to use because it's so unstable. Yeah. Because it fluctuates so much. Yeah, that's the so, other thing. So man. How, like how for, for like a normal Joe like me, who's not, I'm just a regular fucking dude, not too well off, but I'm surviving. How could, how could I ever trust something that fluctuates so much right as normal currency i like to game it a little bit and try to make you know a couple hundred bucks here or there and then that's how i do it you know i try to i keep an eye on it anytime it gets below five to three i'll buy a few buy a little bit more and then when it gets up above 10 12 15 i'll sell some off and you know i'm making barely any money but enough yeah. to make me happy oh i made yeah. a few hundred bucks here made a few hundred bucks right there. you know just random shit but that's not what it's meant for right but that's all i'm gonna ever use it for because it's not stable enough yeah. To where like, oh, this is how I'm like, I want my employer to pay me in Bitcoin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. Or I'm going to take all of my money that I get a paycheck and I'm right. just going to have that converted to Bitcoin. into Bitcoin. No, it's so unstable. Why don't yeah. see how, why you would do that? Yeah, that's why I say it's like when people talk about it, they're usually talking about more as an investment than right. a currency, but it's supposed to be a currency. It's supposed to be a currency. And that's what has me all weirded out by it. I'm like, you know, something's going to pop at some point. It's a weird thing. And what's going to happen with it. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I don't, and but the the now you just got all the the, the waters getting muddy because, the, what is it, Libra? Libra, I believe it's gonna be called Libra. Yeah, so you got Facebook doing theirs, and uh, or Libra was the app they're gonna use, or Libra's the currency. I'm not sure, anyways. But yeah, but you got these other because I know Bitcoin's not the only digital currency; it's just the most well known. Right. And uh, so now, like, it just coin. Yeah, it just opens up this door for like, well, wait a minute, like so. Okay, I want to get into digital currency, but am I gonna to have to like if I if I really want to use this, you know? Oh man, I want to get away from using dollars, man. Like the Federal Reserve is fucking bullshit. 
And so I'm going to just use digital currency for everything. Well, it's like, we get into that future and it's like, do I have to have some of everything? Right. If I'm, if I, if I'm a, do I have to accept some of everything? If I'm the person, you know, I have a product, so now I have to get set up to take digital currency from all these different places. And so it's, uh, yeah, that's why I just, weird. I don't see it. I don't see the, the the line to it being, ever being a mainstream accepted Not unless thing. it becomes less volatile somehow. Yeah, and it, it would have to win. Bitcoin would have to win. There can't be multiple, multiple, multiple digital currencies. Like there, there can, I hate to say it, but there, need, there can only be a few. Like if you really want it to be a thing, you and I and every person on the street have to agree. Have to fucking be able to agree on what digital currencies we're accepting and working with. Right. And you know, it's kind of like credit cards, right? Like you're gonna have, dude. You know, Mastercard and Visa. Like those are your two big fucking players. And then you know, yeah, you got American Express, Discover. You know, Discover, and then you get go further down the line. You got Diners Club, and you know, so you can find like even in the credit card world, like find more, but. It's hard to find people to accept some of those more obscure um, currencies, you know, credit currencies, because that's all those credit cards are. It's just a fucking credit currency that you're using instead of cash. It's just another form of currency. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's again, maybe that's just because that's all we know. And so that's the only way we can see an economy and things moving is, is having like one or two major players and then some other people that might round it out. But, um, yeah, I don't know if Bitcoin, if the digital currency thing is ever going to be a thing. Like you said, it got to be less volatile. And it, there's going to have to be winners, man, that we all agree on that, like, these are the digital currencies that we're going to accept and work with. So, anyways. Anyways, I don't know how I got us on that subject. I don't know, man. Oh, social media. Social media. I was pissed off about my neighbor. That's right. Facebook's coming out Facebook's with the, coming their out currency. Yeah. That's interesting because Facebook's, like, dying in my view. It's weird. Like, maybe I'm just, like, you know, maybe this is an attempt of theirs to be more relevant, but it just, I feel just my general consent, like my general feeling of interacting with Facebook, because again, I have to, because I'm, you know, through business purposes is that, uh, yeah, it's not, well, it's not, it's not growing. <laughs> the Facebook itself. Yeah. But you know, I mean, they own Instagram and WhatsApp. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it, I mean, there's. I guess if that current by the Facebook currency, it's going to be like across all of their all properties. All the platforms, yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably, yeah. God, man, why would they get to buy Instagram? That pisses me off so bad. Like we had a chance, we had a chance to have another choice. When they, who bought Snapchat? That's Facebook also. Probably, and man. Fans, you know, that's yeah. kind of the, the new big one too. Yeah. Like Instagram, you know, Facebook's dying out. It's all just. It should it's be all grandmas and grandpas. Buyer competition, man. It's all grandmas and grandpas for the most part using Facebook nowadays. Yeah. You know, family staying connected. You know, the new one, newish one. You know, everybody's likes Twitter. Seems to be more popular. Snapchat's the fucking thing nowadays. I don't even know Snapchat's complete. You know, to me, Snapchat's fucking hilarious, man. I was talking with Kelly about this other day because I, I, the thing I do know it, it's the. It's like sending texts or pictures, but it's like a time limited one, and then they yeah. they're deleted they, forever. They disappear. Yeah. What's the fucking point of that? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, let's all like let's just stop pretending. Like, it is what it is. Like, why would you need the ability, especially if you're a fucking parent and you have a kid, and yep. they're like, I'm on Snapchat, dude. I would have fucking alarms going off like crazy. Like, what the fuck do you need an app that allows you like that type of like, what's the point of that? 
right? You need no record of what you sent. You yep. need something that automatically erases and contains no record of what you sent. Yep. Why? Why? What are you up to? Right. Yep. Now I'm not saying all the activity that goes on there is like that. Like you can have some fun with it or whatever, but I'm just but at at its heart, like there's a definite potential for abuse right. with something like that. And man, I hear about uh, you know uh, some of my daughter's friends that have Snapchat, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how are her parents like asleep at the wheel? And again, like, no offense if you're a parent and your kid has Snapchat, but like, you, maybe you should think about it. <laughs> Snapchat's some dark shit if yeah. you think about it. So, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, that, I don't understand that one. I, I don't understand the fucking why. Like, the reason that Snapchat is so popular says something yes. about our society and the people who use social media on a really regular basis. Because you can be sneaky with it. Fuck yeah, dude. I hate that. Like, it's the worst part of social media. Is like I think, I think that's you know, one of the reasons what, what, WhatsApp, yeah, WhatsApp got so popular too. I think WhatsApp's kind of, you can kind of do the same shit with WhatsApp. I think that was like a global texting. It's global texting. It's free. Free you know, global texting. Free, free global texting, but at, I think it's, I think, again, I'm not an expert on it. I think it kind of has some of the same features as far as like Snapchat type features to where shit disappears after a certain amount of time. Huh, yeah. I think. I, I, I didn't use it enough. I just, yeah. I didn't use it enough, but I, I kind of got that impression that yeah. it was like that. Well, it's definitely not sold that way. Like no, Snapchat sold that way. Like you know what you're getting. You know, you know what I mean? Like, Do they you, sell it that way? Oh, they yeah. They try to get you into using Dude, it? What the, like how do you hide that? Like whatever you post is going to be gone within the next twenty four hours. That's one of their main selling points. Yeah, like you you have to explain that up front, I would think, because you have a lot of frustrated (laughs) people going, "Dude, that long post that I made, that long thoughtful thing that I did, is gone. Where is it?" Yeah, and that's what's nice about text messages. Like, say somebody sent you a date or something, you know what I mean, or an address or whatever, and you scroll back through your text. Like, I know he told me this. Ah, there it is. There it is. But if you if you're using Snapchat, you're fucked. Yeah. You go back to find something like, God damn it. Again, maybe I'm missing something, right? But I just, when I look at that, my brain's automatically like, oh, okay. So that's for sending like dick pics and shit. That, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is the point? It is. It is, it is for sending dick pics. Things that I just don't want a record of readily available. Uh, oh, let's use that. <laughs> so anyways, but uh can't monetize Snapchat, I guess, as much. Maybe you can. Oh, I'm sure. Somebody's figured it I'm out. I'm sure somehow. Yeah. Something's gotta be. So, yeah. Maybe gotta that's, be. Maybe that's why they're... And I don't know. Does Facebook own Snapchat? I don't know. I th- for some reason, I thought they did. I could be wrong. And maybe, be man. Wrong. They buy up. Like, they're the fucking Bill Gates of the social media world. Like, I, I tell you, that book was good, man. You, you gotta read Zuck. I listened to it. I said, yeah. read it, but... Yeah, yeah. Kind of one of the same nowadays. It's... It's dark and all the shit that they do. Oh, yeah. And the social manipulation and how good they are at it. And just people sleep at the wheel and don't even realize they're getting manipulated. Yeah. And they're just collecting that data, man. Just Because that, that's where the money is nowadays. Is right. Data. That's what they want. That's the, that's the currency is collecting your data. That's why they came up with Farmville. And, uh, you know, because that, that game was fucking huge on Facebook for a while. There's been a couple of them that ran through that little cycle and that thing was just gobbling up gobbling up your fucking data yeah and just selling that shit off to people 
Yeah. Hey, marketers, look at all the eyeballs. Yep. Look at the data. Look at how much time people are spending on this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's all about on-time interaction, you know, and selling that off to people. Yeah. It's interesting, man. It's it, It'll be different. In 10 years, things are going to be different for sure. They can't. I don't think that they can just continue on this path because, uh, yeah, like Facebook's not a public utility. Like they're definitely a private company that needs regulation and stuff like that. It's not... Uh, you know, they're not the fucking electric company. Even the electric company has regulations, you know? So, I think. Maybe not. I would have to assume. No, nah, who knows? Who knows? The fuck do we know? Nothing. We, we don't know anything. Nothing. We just get out here we and know rant. nothing, dude. I know. We just got out and say Speaking of shit. Random, random shit, I'm taking this all over today. In case, you probably, you wouldn't notice this because you don't have an Apple phone. Uh, when our podcast gets posted because we post it on Podbean yeah and it automatically shoots it to iTunes or the it's not they don't call it iTunes anymore just the podcast app on Apple yeah well it automatically numbers the episodes for us and somehow Apple got one episode ahead of where my count was and so like this week that just came out today not the one we're recording not, not what we're talking yeah. right now the one that came out on, on today's date should have been episode, according to my records, 85. But in Apple's world, it was going to be 86. So we skipped episode 85. It didn't just disappear in the world. I just, when I uploaded this one, after we got done uh, recording last week, um, it would have technically been episode 85. I just didn't go 85. I just went right to 86. So Matt so it sunk up with, you know, Apple. So huh. if, you, if you're ever looking at, Podbean, and you're looking at like past episodes, and you you see that 85 doesn't exist. That was intentional. You know what? It, it could. It, it didn't just disappear. Remember, man, we had that one episode where the, the the sound was way off, and we had to repost it. Oh. Episode three. We had like episode three and episode three A. Yeah, so it might be why Apple's like one episode ahead of us we did they both got posted because they, they both got posted to app yeah oh, i forgot all about that podcast i bet you that's what it is and so yeah so we are so technically, technically now you're gonna yes. so we're gonna just we still skip episode 85 85 does not we're gonna exist. do 86 twice no i'm just this this episode we're recording right now is gonna be episode 87 what do you think just because like you I put skipped. a number on it you yep. change reality i changed reality you're such it's, a fucking millennial it's just like fucking las vegas man they don't have their 13th floor but you know you're on the 13th floor they just don't label it in the That's elevator true. you know if you go to las vegas and you right you get they checked in the reality it's yeah, still the 13th it's floor still the 13th floor right right so but they changed it. So you're not in their world. You're changing they, the labeling to and, fit expectations. In their reality, there is no 13th floor. So in our grumpy guy reality, there is no episode 85. So, all right. Okay. It's important things to discuss. All right. So I will... One of us will be fucking Don Quixote and one will be Sancho Panza. And we'll just reinforce each other's belief that this is episode number 86. And... Anyone no, it's 87. 87? See, I still don't know, man. <laughs> I knew it would be confusing. I don't even know what number one. You know how you fucked up? Is by telling me what number one. I'm going to forget. This is 87, okay. according to Apple. 86, okay. whatever. I don't, I don't, now I'm confused. I have never trusted Steve Jobs and his fucking ways. So, the Apple podcast, I don't trust their numberings. 
but I'll go with it. Let's go with you're it. You're an Apple guy. See, that's the funny thing. Like, you're such a Apple guy for being so anti... Anti-establishment. Anti-establishment type. technology Yeah, but I'm bullshit. sucking from the fucking man's teeth. You know, I'm punching the clock. Right. I got a job. I got Apple products. As long as you see the irony in it. That's all. It's these stories that you tell yourself that help you go to bed at night. Yeah. So it's just, it's the narrative of my life. What is reality? What is reality and what is Rob's reality? That's right. I have to construct a different reality around myself to make myself feel better. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. That is what most people do. That's what we all do. Yeah. Some of us just choose to admit it or not. I think so. I think healthy, you know, this is like one of those uh, jujitsu principles that apply in real life, though, is uh, the you know questioning what you assume is it's good because it'll help you either reinforce what you think you know or maybe find a better way to go about it but yeah you're absolutely right like most people it's like you know they're they're just constructing stories and realities to fill in the blanks for what they think they already know and it is it's so easy to get going down that the, the momentum with that and to uh to be able to step out of that every once in a while and be like, wait a minute, why the fuck am I doing this? Or why do I think this way? Or why am I acting this way in this situation? So, you know, like you with your neighbor, and you stepped out, like, why am I freaking out on this guy? <laughs> He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. <laughs> no reason for me to be freaking out. Right. So, but... He uh, doesn't know my disdain for social media. That's right. He doesn't understand it. <laughs> and fucking unsolicited human interactions. <laughs> You combine those two things together, baby. Fuck, Woo! Get Rob going, man. <laughs> ah, that's fucking good, though, man. I didn't think about that. that. Was another thing was the unsolicited interaction. That was the first thing I thought of. You're like, he walks up to me while I'm working out, and I'm already like, this isn't gonna end well. Well, see, I, towards I, the end of your workout or whatever. I, he he's smart enough, dude. He probably waited till I was done working out. I was yeah. actually in my I was in my garage stretching, oh, so yeah. you could tell the commotion and you know the music came down a little bit. I wasn't doing farmer's walks across the cul-de-sac anymore. He's, so, he's, he's like fucking Jane Goodall observing the <laughs> chips. <laughs> he's taking notes. It's like Rob seems to have settled down. I may approach him with my idea. <laughs> Wish me luck. <laughs> that is a very good description. I seem to have irritated Rob. <laughs> we'll wait a couple weeks before yes. any more interactions. His tone and gesticulations indicated... Anger, and anger, and, and, and hostility. Kind of hostility, yes. I feared for my safety. <laughs> that is funny, though, man. He's like observed you enough to pick up your patterns to know when's a good time to approach <laughs> and when's not. That's pretty awesome. That is funny, man. That's good. It's good stuff. What? Uh, Anyways, what else I got here? I got a few things. I'm working. Uh, oh, got Shiloh doing track workout. So, I was sitting down and I realized, dude, track's so much easier than jujitsu to figure out. Because if you know how fast you want to run, you know, you want to run this distance and this time, you know I have to average this time, this many meters per second. It's like, it's just a fucking math equation. Math, it's a math problem. It's just Very a basic and white. math problem. Yep. And then, obviously, there's, you know, different ways to try to answer it. But, uh, yeah, so I sat down and came up with a little, I'm just pulling shit out of my ass man because i'm the problem is is uh like i don't i don't want to know what the workout is i want to know why 
I mean, you know me. It's like, I need to know why. Once I know why, then the what is like, oh, okay, this makes a lot of sense. And so I'm trying to look up like, you know, track workouts for, you know, distance, middle distance running and stuff. And that's what they give you is these workouts. And I don't really understand the, the, the philosophy, why. the why behind them. So I'm kind of having to like just start from scratch and make up my own why. And so I've like got her pace figured out of what we need to run. And so my idea, we're starting out like with the first month, we're going to be doing like 50s and 75s and 100s and just working on, I need, <clears throat> I'm going to have her run a little faster than her pace, you know, because obviously in a race, you're going to run a little faster, a little slower. You need to average, you know, that pace. Um, but yeah, we're just starting out, man, having her work that pace a little faster than that for like 50 to 100. And the next month, we're going to bump it up to like hundreds of 200s and over the course of the next few months, like bump it up to that 800 distance and just work on trying to sustain that pace. So that's the goal of the 800 distance? That's, yeah. That's her event? Yep, breaking three minutes uh, in, the, in the 800. So comes out to just average four and a half meters per second to Three minutes that. in the 800? Yep. That's two times around the track? Yep. So a minute and a half on each lap? Yep. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's got it. She can do it. No, I know. I mean, if she keeps doing how, what she's been how doing. How close is she right now? Like, what's her... Her best last year was 318. Okay. So, but she only ran like three races. It was her first year doing the 800. So, I think it's... Uh, That's definitely doable. I think so, yeah. Like I told her, it's, it's not going to happen by accident. You know, you're going to have to you work train. You're going to have to do some... some uh, yeah, work at it. But, um, but yeah. No, I'm trying to... It's that, that idea of the reverse periodization... Um, it's, uh, Charlie Francis, uh, who is Ben Johnson's track coach. It was, um, he's kind of helped popularize that idea, but, you know, instead of running a lot of distance slower than you need to, and then trying to run less and faster, you run less at the speed or faster than you need to, and then you work on sustaining that speed the endurance to sustain that speed over a longer period of time. So it's just a different way to come at the, uh, at the like that. problem. So I like I, that makes sense to me. Yeah. That that's at the heart of like your, uh, CrossFit, mm -hmm. your, you know, CrossFit endurance and all the like interval endurance. And, you know, like we were talking, you know, there, there's, there's a crowd out there that says like long, slow distance is bullshit. You don't need it at all. Like that's what they're using. They're using basically forms of reverse periodization where they're they're working on their their the pace and then the ability to sustain that, to pace, sustain that pace rather than going out and, and going slower than that pace for longer. And and so, but really the answer is both. Knowing how to use both properly, because um, I'm having her go out. She's doing two days a week of sprint workouts and then uh, having her go out another three days and just 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 want you to jog, man. I want you to jog for. 30 minutes, nice and easy. Don't worry about going fast at all. And so, so I'm almost having her do this like, you know, the the barbell strategy where I'm like, everything's at the extremes, there's nothing in the middle. And then I'm slowly gonna have those things converge in the middle. So she'll start doing a little bit less distance work. I'll start adding in some fart licks, like some speed play stuff into her distance work. And so the distance work will start to reflect what we're doing with the sprint work and again hopefully it all 
comes together for at the 800 there. It's pretty cool. So yeah, it'll take us like it'll be like a four month cycle, and then we'll just rinse and repeat. And uh, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. See what happens. That's pretty cool. Not not too many kids got uh, um, sports training nerds for dads. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they totally just want to fucking geek out on it. I know. Like all right, I got this four month training plan. I know. We're gonna do some reverse periodization. Here's the deal. <laughs> I know, man. It's it's funny. I've it's, it's pretty cool. It's uh, I love doing this shit. So it's it's interesting. Like I ran into her. Uh, we actually ran into the cross country team, the the fruit of cross country team. They were at the tracks. We went to the Stoker Stadium today to run. Because that's the other thing too is I, I've told her there's difference between running and racing. Mm-hmm. Like racing is a different thing. Like you can be a good runner and fucking not be a good racer. Like racing, it's it, it strategy, um, you know, your, your pace and stuff like that, but also environment. So like running at a track like Stoker Stadium is going to get her used to running in an environment like Stoker Stadium. So even though it's easier to just go over to the 8-9 school behind my house here with their dirt track, that's not the environment she's going to be racing in. And so it makes sense to have her practice in that environment because that fucking that matters that's part of racing and uh um but uh yeah but oh yeah we were there um and the the cross country team was there and i just i saw the coach and i was like it was funny man i'm there with shiloh i got my coffee and my timer and cones and shit we're obviously doing some work and they're over there doing their work and so uh i just went over to the coach and said hi and introduced myself and um but it's funny, man. It's just one of those things like, you know, you, I tell people like, yeah, I used to, you know, run track and I'm a strength coach and you can just tell they're like, oh, that's cute. It's like, man, it's really hard. Like I, I sound like a fucking, like I'm, 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 you know, you know, an arrogant asshole or whatever, but it's like, no, like I was fucking really good at track and like, I'm a really good, like world-class strength coach. So it's but yeah like when you run into but most of the time you run into these parents i've run into myself 99 percent of the time when some parent comes up to you and tells you like i'm working with my kid you know i i know what's going on you're like oh fuck exactly what kind of damage my exactly do at practice Dude, it yeah. is usually the worst of the worst yeah. so i understand their reaction but it's just kind of funny because like it is, and it's like, man, if you guys only knew, you'd probably be asking me for advice, and like, could I come out here and help you guys with some stuff? But uh, yeah, I just smile and watch them do their shitty lunges. And, Did uh, does Shiloh have any interest in running cross country? C- kind of, not really. I mean, how far do they run? What's like an average cross country race in high school? I believe it's a five k, so it's three point one miles. Yeah. yeah. And then in college, it goes up to an 8K. And it's all, like, all, it's all off-road shit. Yeah, trail yeah it's trail running. I love cross-country. I, I said, it, it, seems like it, it seems like she'd be into that, maybe. I think she would be. I think she'd be really good at it. Yeah. She's got the build for it. You know, she's like me. She doesn't have really super high top-end speed, but she's got good speed and can sustain it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, um, but yeah, it was funny. The coach was asking her. Because I was, I was, he was like, oh, yeah. I asked him. I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, is this like a team or a camp you guys are doing? And he's like, oh, yeah, I know it's a camp for the cross-country team and, you know, through Fruta. And I was like, oh, she's going to be running for Fruta next year because, you know, that's the school district we're in for the – so even though she's doing that homeschool program, she can do the, the sports through Fruta. And he was like, oh, you're going to be running cross-country? 
And I've talked to her a little bit about it. And she was like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, we don't have any freshman girls that have come out yet. We could really use you. And he's like, it was funny, man, because I could tell. Because he was like, he was like, yeah, I was watching you earlier. You look pretty fast. He's like, I, th- I think we could use you. And uh, so, yeah, I think he really wants her to come out. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think she'd do good. I think um, the only problem is uh, if they have what other sports they got going on because she plays volleyball. And oh, so she may have issue, to yeah. juggle volleyball and, and cross country and just kind of how that'll work. But um, yeah, we'll see. I think she'd enjoy I, cross yeah, country. I, yeah, I think cross country would be fun because it's like trail running. It is. You know, like if I wanted to go for a run, I'd much rather go trail running. Oh, yeah. Just go run the track. That's what we're born to do. We're not yeah. born to run on the road, man. You know, running on the road sucks. Running yeah. on the mountains and trails is Have fun. a little mental engagement. Dude, I bet you cross country around here would be fun as shit. Oh, yeah, there's dude. There's so many cool trails to run on. I mean, I don't know where they would run for races. I mean, I yeah. have no idea. But there's so many cool places to run around here. Yeah. So many cool trails. I'll bet it's, yeah. I mean, just traveling around Colorado, Colorado. running in different cross-country races. It would be cool as shit. Yeah. I mean, they'd be, I mean, this would be one of the best spots in the country to be on a cross-country team. Yeah. It'd be so beautiful. Yeah. Just out cruising around in the mountains and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I know. We'll I, talk Shiloh. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring we'll Marsha into it. Come I on, know. Shiloh. She'll, we'll, we'll get her to do it, but uh, she'll enjoy it. But yeah, I know it's been fun getting her to do, she's been doing her, her strength training stuff, got her doing the banded isometrics with the rep stuff, and then got her doing some uh, banded strength training stuff. But just, I love the bands, man, because again, like I'm, you know, I've worked with her for a while, and you know, working with a, a 14 year old girl is, it's one of the biggest challenges is obviously like just body awareness. I mean, that's the cross board with people in general, but you also have someone who's growing and, you know, getting used to their body and stuff. And so, um, you know, the, the bands watching her do things with the bands and watching the bands force her to do it right. Just keeps reinforcing in my head. Like, man, there's just, there's just such a fucking great training tool. It's such an underutilized training tool because we're so enamored with what it looks like from the outside. We want to lift a big kettlebell. Like that little fucking... It's gotta look cool. Yeah, it's gotta look cool, man. That skinny little band that you're lifting, that does not look nearly as impressive as a, as a fucking big-ass kettlebell or a barbell or whatever it is. And But dude, your body does not care. Your brain doesn't care. Like if you can just step back and just be like, man, I don't give a fuck. Like if, you know, it's... If you ask people, it, I will improve your sports performance... But I'm going to make you weaker, and all you're going to use is a one-pound dumbbell. Like in the gym, right? Like gym strength, like your, your, your deadlift and your squat and your bench, like those gym strength numbers are going to go down. All you're going to use is a one-pound dumbbell, but I'll improve your performance in your sport. Would you take it? I would. I know you would, but and I would. But most people probably would. More people would take pause, and then, yeah, at least take pause. Right. And a lot of people would really struggle with that. It's like, you know, because those... It's uh, it's a virtue signal, yeah, right? Those numbers, well, those numbers are virtue signals. How much you bench, bro? Right. How strong are you? How, strong, oh, how serious are you? Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's it's uh, um, it's interesting when you break that down because people confuse, like, the whole point of what we're doing here is to get better at our sport, right? In this case, you know, jujitsu, and you know, at some point we realize that good jujitsu players tended to be pretty strong. And so we figured that, well, if I get strong, it'll make me a better jiu-jitsu player. And so then, but then strength became the goal. 
not becoming a better jujitsu player. It's like we talk about how points, like that, the point of points was not to get points, but somehow the, the point of points Which became to get points. Mm-hmm. Like the point of getting stronger was not to get stronger. The point of getting stronger was to get better at jujitsu, but that got fucking flipped around. And so, you know, we get enamored with uh, these, these tools. Like, I really think that's one of the, 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 the things like the, the mace and the Indian clubs. We've talked about this before. Like, I don't see how you pick up a mace. I don't see how you pick up fucking heavy Indian clubs. And especially do like an Indian club swing and then be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm still going to do kettlebell swings. It just doesn't, to me, I still struggle with this fucking thought process. And, I, man, I still think that besides just being a more popular tool, like, dude, the if you're using 15-pound Indian clubs for your swings, that's pretty heavy, mm-hmm. right? A 15-pound mace for your, for your work is, like, reasonably heavy. Like, you're not going to go heavier than 20, 25 pounds. Like, dude, a 25-pound mace weighs less than a 12-kilo kettlebell. Right. <laughs> but the 25-pound mace, you got to respect that. Dude. Yes, it just, but it just doesn't look like that from the outside you're watching somebody use a mace or a club and it just does not look the same as watching somebody swing in a fucking 24 kilo kettlebell and doing double presses with the you know 72 pound kettlebells and stuff like that and uh, yeah i just did that um that our tendency to just get hung up on that that outside stuff man is i think going to be one of the biggest obstacles to the clubs and the maces but it's funny, I actually had somebody on uh, Bike James today post something. Because um, I posted, I have a free steel, ma- steel mace workout that people can sign up for. And I, uh, a guy posted a comment and he was like, like basically saying like, oh, you know, the steel mace is, it's just really niche. You know, uh, I can understand after 20 years of working out, which, um, you know, it's actually longer than that. But anyways, you know, I've been working out since I'm fucking 30 years, man. Um, but he's like, I can see how after 20 years of, of training, you get bored with regular training. And he's like, you know, most people, we just have access to kettlebells and barbells and dumbbells. And, you know, for most people just, you know, focusing on those tools is, is plenty. And I was like, dude, the irony, because we were around when kettlebells first came around. That same argument was made against kettlebells. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Exact same argument. What do we need a bowling ball with a handle on it for? We've already got barbells and dumbbells, and people have done plenty with these things. You know, Olympic champions have been shaped with nothing more than these tools that we have now. Now you're telling me we need this fucking... And it was just funny that coming from the kettlebell community, in, you know, in some sense, is this like, eh, do we really need another tool? You know, eh, we kind of got this shit figured out already with our kettlebell. And it's just, dude, the irony of it is fucking Same thing all back over All over again, From about man. 15 years ago, give or yep. take a little bit. It's just this time it's the, the established kettlebell community. Now they are the established thing. Yep. And they're trying to keep the upstart shit from disrupting the status quo. Because, man, you take away that kettlebell swing and dude, that tool is suddenly no longer nearly as valuable as it once was so i haven't even thought about doing a kettlebell swing since yeah i've been doing club swings yeah there's no i've I've done some cleans i still like to do some cleans i think the cleans is good because but a clean's a completely different movement than a swing just i'm just talking strictly the swing the swing indian club swing yeah it's way superior yeah same you either do one hand two hand 
Like I got a twenty five pound club. That's a beast. Yeah. To swing that thing. Fuck yeah. The fifteen, like I, I use the fifteen pound club for single leg swings. You know, like staggered yeah. strings. Yeah, yeah. But when I break out the twenty five, I usually, I usually, you know, just doing one because I only got one twenty five pound. But I do one handed, but I'll get into like a regular, you know, athletic double leg stance. Yeah. Going single leg twenty five pound swing, like you gotta have your, you gotta have your shit together. That's not even the twelve kilo kettlebell, no. man. It's not like people would just if, if you told them, hey man, you gotta work out with a twelve kilo kettlebell, they'd be like, like that's not enough. It's not enough. All right, I got to. Okay, it must be like a light cardio day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like fuck no, man, fuck no. So, anyways, yeah, it's uh, it was that was an interesting argument though. Was the whole what do we need another tool for that's coming funny. from a kettlebell guy? It's like. Jesus Christ, man. But it's like, it's a superior tool. Do you uh, get into these arguments with these guys online anymore? Not really. I don't, I don't get into arguments. It's just usually, uh, I just, um, yeah, no, I don't argue with people. Rarely will I engage with people. Sometimes I engage, but my, and probably the best advice I ever heard, and I, I may have said this before, is uh, um, Mike Boyle. Uh, was talking about why he engages with CrossFitters online. And he said, I'm not trying to change their minds. There's other people reading this shit whose minds I might change or who you know are on the fence about things and, and me responding and my reply may help them make a better decision. I was like, man, that is the right way to look at it. So like when I'm replying to these guys, I'm not arguing with them, right? Because I'm not replying to them. Right. So I'm, I'm replying to the person who might read what they're saying and be confused. And so like, I don't really engage with them. And so it's, it's really, uh, it's hard to argue with someone who's not really engaging with you. So yeah, I don't, uh, and then every once in a while, man, we've got some people on the pedaling innovations website that we just had to ban. It's oh, like, really? Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like you'll get people that it's just, and again, cause the pedal, it, it's uh it represents it's like the steel mace right it's it's a disruptive technology there's a status quo this pedal is disruptive to that and so you have people who are extremely opinionated about why the status quo is right and you are wrong and and they won't god damn dude they're so fucking irritating because <laughs> they're just masters at like you know pulling one little thing that you say and taking it out of context and then you try and correct them on that and then they take something else you say out of context and they won't answer your questions or your points and it's like they drag you down this fucking road where there's so many layers of bullshit been piled on top that you've lost track of like what were we originally discussing here and it's like in, in the internet troll world if you can just outlast your opponent that's what it takes. If you can just type the last fucking word, you win. If you're willing to type more words more often, you are an expert and you win. And it's like, yeah. And but for me, what happened when people start harassing like my customers, like being snarky to them, and you know, I've tried to engage with them and and you know answer questions and get them, and it's like, dude, obviously you are just here trying Stir to exercise shit, yeah. what little bit of power you think you have. Like, I'm sorry, we're not going to, you know, I don't have time for this and other people don't deserve this. So I'm very rarely do it. I really hate doing it because I am a huge believer in like free speech to the point of like, man, if you say something super offensive, 
awesome. I, I'm going to support your right to say it. And so I really don't like doing that. But again, like if, but if you're going to be saying something offensive and refusing to engage with me and harassing the people around me at the same time, that's a different yeah, thing. That's not a freedom of speech issue. Go, yeah. That's just being a fucking asshole issue. And if you can't not be an asshole, again, that's a different thing. I'm not shutting you down based on your speech. And that's what the problem with these trolls is when you do that. That's why you got to be real careful. Because when you shut them down, you, you feed into their like, oh, he's shutting me down because, you know, I was saying things that were getting to him. And he's trying to shut down my speech because it, it was getting to him. It's like, it's like almost a victory for him. Kind of, man. Yeah. Kind of. So I hate doing it, but every once in a while you do. Because, dude, there are just some fucking... Oh my God. I don't just... These people are crazy. Like, the internet is just an insane place, man. They, so, people are fucking crazy, man. And then... The anonymity they, that it provides, the yep. distance that it provides. You just act in this completely unnatural way. That's what makes it so maddening. You're just like, you would never act like this if we were sitting here talking. Yep. That, dude, that is... One of the of the million reasons I can come up with why I don't have any social media, but there I can't remember the exact occasion, but there was something to that to that same effect that somebody has said something. I don't know if it was to me or you know I can't remember to one of my friends, but there was no way that they would say that if we were sitting across from each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no way. And I don't even you mean would, that from a tough guy way. No, just, I just, just I a decent just human, decent way. human being decent like human looking being. me in my eye and like, man, I can't talk to another human being this way. Right. Unless I am willing to fucking throw down and fight. And usually, like, it's really tough to get people, like, that worked up over shit. Right. And that's that's, that's one of the big things, man. Because that shit just turns me off so bad. It's like, oh, yeah. motherfuckers. Like, this is like another little world, protected world for you. Yeah. You can just slam this keyboard. Yeah. You know, and just turn your monitor off and go about your day. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's, it's uh... I just don't even fucking... I don't know. The people that you got in your feed, what you choose to engage with, they can definitely... Again, there's there's some things you can get out of it. Like that fucking sick sweep that I saw Jeff Clover hit and I've been fucking nailing people with at the gym. Is that the one you were drilling last weekend? Yeah, buddy. Coming out of single leg axe into your uh, tripod sweep. It's one of those that's like, wait a minute, why did I not see this before? So simple. So simple. So simple. And it's such a beautiful sweep because like one of the main defenses that people try to do is dig your fucking foot out, your that, that inside foot. And they try to dig that out. And, uh, you know, Kevin and Cameron like to try and get some fucking lens lock bullshit, whatever going on it. But now it's like you dig it out and I just stuff it in your fucking belt and drop the other leg down and hit you with that tripod sweep. So, uh, yeah, it's given me another option. But, man, again, I saw that on social media. I, yeah, you know? So it's hard for me to back on it too bad when I'm, like, <laughs> nailing people with a fucking sweep I got off of it. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all some good stuff. I try and put good stuff out there. People get inspired every once in a while. Fighting a good fight, James. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Give people good info. So... How about my new mace, man? And your mace is awesome. I gotta talk to Brandon and see if you can make yes. a new one. Shout out to our boy Brandon. He the blacksmith. Yes, he hooked it up, man. Yeah. Yeah, he got me a nice uh it's a loadable mace, so the head is hollow. And uh dude, first off, the 
thing looks like a medieval weapon. It does. It is sick. Yeah, when you think of a mace as a medieval weapon, that's what this one looks like. Yes. You know, the ones you get from Onnit or whatever, they're nice. And you can obviously you can see how it can be used as a weapon, but it looks like a, 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 modern, tool, yeah. a modern fitness tool. Yeah. Where the one Brandon made looks like... Dude, it is a hand, It is a handmade. Looks like, like Hannibal was carrying that thing around. Fucking blacksmith made it, like literally. Slamming skulls yes. and thing, dude. It is sick. And then the, the head screws off, and you can put lead shot in it. And man, we loaded it up yesterday all the way, and I put it on, dude. It was almost 30 pounds in that head. And and so the uh, um, the handle is five. So like it's going to be 35 when it's fully loaded. I was, I'm holding this hat like, Jesus, dude, this is so heavy. I'm like, I can't even begin to uh, try and fuck with this thing. And plus, I wanted to get some um, some room in it for the slosh effect. Mm-hmm. And so I emptied about half of it out. So it's got like 16, 17 pounds in it now. Um, but uh, yeah, it is sick, man. That little sloshing effect of the, of the shot moving around. I, I like knew it. you'd like that, man. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Like you said, it, uh, it really forces you to be smooth you can't uh that's one of the things that drives me nuts man the most uh, i don't know how to put this not most i see a lot of people especially when they're starting out doing mace 360s fucking doing it all wrong muscling it through muscling it through and it comes from i don't know if this is still like you know i haven't stayed deep enough in the scene to know what the instructions are but i know at one point a common instruction for starting your 360 was to tip the weight over like you start centered and then you tip the weight over and kind of like punch it over your shoulder to to get it going and what i realized is like you don't tip the weight over you sweep your hands across like so if i want the fucking mace head to tip to my right i sweep my hands to my left so i end up with my my hands over in my left hand pocket and then the mace is at a diagonal across my body and the mace head's over my shoulder and so it's in this balanced position. And then I just have to keep moving my hands and it, it tips and swings around. You can't muscle it around that way. When you, when you swing your hands across that center line and you get to that, that diagonal position, then it's impossible for you to muscle it that way. And so you have to, like, that's the move, man. I see people tipping it and it's like this fucking... <laughs> <laughs> they're just like trying to control violence you know it, it, it's it's a control chaos and it's not what swinging a mace should be like what got me thinking about this again because what is a mace it's a weapon right like this is what we we train to use broadswords and, and maces and so do you want to be unbalanced swinging that thing no man i should be able to like whoa you know change directions like i should be balanced until i have decided that i'm not balanced and so the yeah the way that people do it but that um the 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 mace head having that shot in it and moving reinforces that whole concept you You gotta go with the flow of it you have to go with the flow of it man you cannot muscle it so yeah i i think that um those loadable maces like the, the solid mace head man is uh it's good but it's not the best teaching tool for for swings and if you're getting or your 360s, and if you're gonna do your fucking 360s, like don't just tip that thing over. It's just wild watching people do that. But uh, anyway, it's like watching people do a kettlebell swing. Ooh. Yeah, but less dangerous. I gotta be totally honest with you. Like the the Mace 360 is pretty self limiting. I mean, I 
obviously you can really, you get like a 25 pound mace and you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you try and hang on to it too long. You're going to fuck yourself up. You're going to fuck yourself up. But dude, you have had multiple opportunities to, like you got, like there were multiple red lights that you forced your way through on the way to an injury. Dude, you don't get that with a kettlebell swing. Like you can get that thing and start muscling your way through it. You don't know you did something wrong until your fucking back goes out. (laughs) You know? You can't stand up straight. Right, right, right. The next day, you're like, oh, God, it's fucked up. So, you know, both, it is. It, it, that is like the kettlebell swing of the, the mace world. And, dude, I think those fucking, the mace flow people kill me, too, with their little dancing mace shit. So, again, you're not on social media, so you don't see this stuff. There's a whole movement of people who like to, like, enter their flow state with the mace, and they fucking flow around with it and do all this shit. And it makes it hard for the mace to be taken seriously by legitimate strength coaches. Man, they're like, because, again, I was talking to Dan John, and he's like, I watch these people flipping mace around, and it's, you know, I don't need that. He's like, I got my Scottish hammer I swing around if I want to swing something around. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, but you see the value in swinging something around, right? So let's let's focus on swinging something around, not on these fucking guys dancing with the mace, man. No, it's ruining it, man. It's ruining it, so... Anyways, that's just my opinion. It's good. Fucking steel mace commentary, community commentary. (laughs) Why are you dancing with a steel mace? Why are you dancing with that fucking thing? Dude, it is driving me nuts. It's a warrior's tool, man. It's It's a fucking warrior's tool. It's not like, you should not be using it. I don't even know what the event's called. But uh, like the gymnastic events where they flip the flags around, right? You know, like Will, yes, like like Will Ferrell did, and uh, yes, the ribbons, the ribbons, R- yeah, rhythm yeah. gymnastics. <laughs> yes, that's it's what not, they're doing. It's not that. No, that's what they're trying it's to a do. Fucking weapon. They're trying to do rhythmic gymnastics. Is that what that's called? Mace. Yeah, R- rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics. gymnastics. Yes, you got to keep the little twirly things <laughs> twirling. Yeah, you got to keep the mace. T- oh God. Yeah, a little bit's okay. It's kind of cool, but like I said, it's become this whole movement, and it's almost kind of become like the center point of the mace movement. Like we're, we're starting to lose focus on the core mace movements and it's all about the mace flows and it's, uh, yeah. Anyways, people can fuck up anything, man. So oh, we, yeah, people will fuck up everything. Just get these hippies smoking weed and they're bored <laughs> and then they get their fucking phones and they start taking videos and they're like, Oh, I'm in my meditative flow state. Let me define flow state. And they go into these, yeah, it's like, dude, I don't know what it is. Mace is a fucking warrior's weapon, and you've got the hippiest, most granola motherfuckers using this thing in a non-warrior way, and it is, uh, it's a little maddening. It's a little maddening. So, I can see. Yeah. Anyways, so. Anyways, what else you got? What else do I got here, man? That's about it. I got, uh, and then we still got to talk about our favorite BJJ principle. Yep. So, yep. Oh, no, I got some bro. I got, a, got three bro science things for you. Sweet. All right, so one, uh, they did a study, uh, four weeks of strength training with protein supplementation, found no increase in muscle mass. So short-term protein supplementation doesn't seem to work. Or they're doing like post-workout stuff. But then... I found a study that was like a review of a bunch of stuff that found that basically says that over the long term, protein does help, you know, add muscle mass and improve performance. And then I found a study on chocolate milk. Yes. So the chocolate milk study found that surprise supports the fact that chocolate milk is good for me. Yes. Yes. 
It was the best post work. Like they studied against a carbohydrate drink, and uh, like man, the um, what the the it was 103 youth athletes, and it was a composite score of their bench press and squat, just adding the two together, and uh, the group who had chocolate milk after training increased that score by 12%, and the group that didn't uh, only increased it by 2%. So Those pussies drinking regular milk? I think they're just having like a regular carbohydrate. It was just a carb uh, supplement, so kind it of minus. chocolate milk. Though. wasn't chocolate milk. So all sorts of interesting, conflicting studies that can be taken to tear down or defend a whole slew of things. Hey, it just goes to show that whatever <laughs> actions you are doing to make yourself feel better, I am certain you can probably go find a study to support it. Yes. And then you can sleep better that night. Yep. So just that's the lesson I get from that. Yeah. It makes me feel better about my chocolate milk habit. I like chocolate milk in my protein shakes. Yeah. No, chocolate milk's good. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 just uh yeah. It was funny one study found protein supplementation after four weeks did nothing, but the chocolate milk magically You know it's weird, like how much muscle are you gonna gain in four weeks? Four weeks a really short time, like Yeah. Man, yeah, like if you tell me like, hey, you gotta gain Well dude, that creatine ad said I was gonna gain <laughs> fucking ten pounds, bro. Yeah, you're gonna gain five pounds of muscle in three weeks. Like that's a lot of muscle in three or four weeks. Yeah. I mean, a pound of muscle a week? Yeah. Like, there's not any legal substances out there that are going to make you gain a significant amount of muscle mass in four weeks. No, probably You're not. You're going to have to get on the Russian supplement program. Yeah. And you're still not going to gain that much in four weeks. No, no. I mean, yeah. Yeah, again, it depends. A lot of genetics involved there. True. But, uh... Yeah, no, it, yeah, but that's it's funny, man, because it just kind of reinforces we uh, come across that study about the eight week training camp not really improving performance. It's like, you know, it's this weird training is this weird thing where in the short term it doesn't do shit, but in the long term it fucking works like magic. So it's like you, you got to get past that like initial short term where it's not really doing shit. To get to that, and it's, it's got to be a, a, you know, a habit. It can't be this like, oh, I'm doing this workout. We were talking about it last time. Like everybody just jumps from like, you know, bus bench workout to bus bench workout, and then they get burned out, and they take a few weeks off, and then they're trying to get at it again, and it's like it's like herky jerky. They can't get any rhythm and momentum going with what they're doing, and uh, to me, that's kind of like it's being consistent with shit over time is the important thing. So find something that's sustainable for you because that seems to be the that's, uh, that's the message I keep trying to drive home to my old man right now because he's he's really trying hard man he's trying, he's cleaning up his diet working out quite a bit and trying to be even if it's not working out he's walking more riding his bike more just trying to be more active yeah. you know, and he's feeling better and he keeps weighing himself you know and he's not seeing you know big changes on the scale and so he keeps trying to look for, he keeps looking for uh, answers to speed this thing up you know, he keeps sending, shooting me texts, you know, what about carb cycling? What about this? What about this? And I'm like, stop. Just stop. I was like, listen, this is not a fast process. You're not going to get results right away. I was like, you just got to build habits, healthy habits, and just stay the fucking course. The results will come. And that's just what I keep trying to tell him. Like, it's not, I was like, don't go spending your money on this high intensity interval program and diet program. There, You're going to, you know, shed fat in six weeks. Like, 
as they quit it. Yeah. Like, this is the long, you have nothing you're training for. You're, you're not trying to be a bodybuilder. You're fucking 62 years old. You're not training for a competition. You have no deadline. Your deadline is the grave and you're trying to put that off as long as possible. So just stay healthy. Just, and it's, it's a hard message. I, I'm having to get through, through to them, but I think I'm getting there. Yeah. Like just, just stay the course. Fuck what the scale says. Fuck anything. Just keep being active and you'll see the benefits eventually. Yeah, find, so, find what's sustainable. Find what's, that's the biggest thing. Find what you're going to sustain. What, you, what are you going to keep doing? This isn't just another little fad. Yeah. Just, just keep the course. So Yeah, that's the that's the um the hard thing is is it's you gotta stay the course long enough for it's really it's not even a matter of like making choices, it's changing how you see the choices. Because like I was talking with Shiloh about this this morning about something. And you know, it's not that you know, people who are successful and, and lose weight, um, you know, they do X, Y, and Z. And it's like not that they did X, Y, and Z, it's that they saw the world in a way that X, Y, and Z was just the obvious fucking choice they, they weren't making a choice that's right. what they did because the way that they saw the world made that the choice so as long as you are still struggling with the choice that's a sign you're just not seeing the world the right way you're not seeing the problem the right way because when you see the problem the right way the choice is fucking self-evident and so really it's a matter of it's it's not figuring out what to do it's figuring out how to see things so that what to do becomes obvious obvious and it, it that that's the hard thing because people just want that a plus b equals c it's like oh i read that this guy does this workout and this diet do you think i should do this diet it's like no you know no no <laughs> like you're saying you know it's like that that's not the point you know as you go through this journey how you see things is going to change and and you'll know the answer to that yourself it'll be self-evident you know but uh yeah it's hard, man. It is hard. It is hard. So, but yeah, it's, consistency is the thing, for sure. So, all right, man. What about your favorite BJJ principle? Favorite BJJ principle that carries over into life. Man, it's funny. Mine actually kind of touches on what we were just talking about there. Was it? Yeah. So it's do like, you want to go? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. go first. Then. Yeah. So, my favorite principle for BJJ that transfers over to real life is that there are, or there's usually... You know, there's usually an answer for every problem, and the answer usually lies in changing how you see the problem. So, you know, getting out of side control, we were having that talk, and you, you're like, dude, you don't escape side control, you get the fuck out of there. It's like, oh, now I see the problem differently. There's an answer to my problem, and the answer wasn't a technique. The answer wasn't this, this thing here. It was, you're looking at this the wrong fucking way. And once you look at it the right way, the answer becomes more self-evident. And so, uh, but yeah, like we were just talking about with that, like in, in life, man, like whatever, I'm a strong believer that our choices matter, that whatever problem you come across, there's an answer to it. It may not be the best answer, may not be, but there's something, there, there's, there's an answer to the problem. And, uh, but yeah, a lot of times it's, it's not finding the answer it's figuring out the way to look at the problem differently that leads to the solution so that's mine it's pretty similar a little different mine my favorite principle it's hard it was hard to like distill it down but it was very relevant to me not losing my shit this week <laughs> was uh acceptance and what i mean by that 
is so how, how that applies in jiu-jitsu is I kind of I like to think about there is no good and bad positions there's just superior and inferior positions right yeah and and you just have to accept when you're in an inferior position so you get mounted instead of because if you think about it as being in a bad position, it shuts your mind down to seeing opportunities of what you can do. You just start thinking, fuck, 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 fuck. You know, yeah. there's no problem solving. It's, it's just literally just shit, shit, shit. I got to get out of here. And when you just see, okay, this is a slightly inferior position <laughs> as opposed to being mounted on somebody, I'm mounted. There's a solution. This just presents me with an opportunity to find a solution and get the fuck out of here. And that, you know, that carries over to life really well because... As with jiu-jitsu, everything's not always rainbows and unicorns. I mean, shit's going to suck once in a while. And the more you resist it and try to deny the reality of the situation you're in, the, the worse it becomes. And so if you just accept it and say, okay, I'm in a slightly inferior position right now. What's my opportunity to get the fuck out of here and make the best of it? And so that that's me thinking about that kind of helped me not be so negative this week. I was negative quite a bit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but once I realized like, okay, don't resist. This is just it. This is the hand I'm dealt right now. This is the position I'm in. Someone's on my back. That's okay. There's solutions to this. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Don't make the situation worse. Don't make the situation worse by just woe is me. This sucks. And so that was very relevant for yeah my life right now. Yeah, man. Nah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's definitely true. As long as you're focused on, you know, woe is me, you can't focus on anything else. Nope. So there's no solutions or, and like I said, man, sometimes the answer, it's, it's just looking at the situation differently. Like yep. nothing may change, right? Like, but you're just able to look at it differently and, and yeah, just how you perceive it. Yeah. No, no variables change except for the way you see it. Yeah. And that makes that makes all the difference in the world. And that acceptance, I think, is really big. Yeah, no, I think so. that's really it's a good one, man. Yeah, that's funny, man. When people mount me, I'm like, oh, you just gave up inside leg position. <laughs> See, variables didn't change. It didn't change, man. It, 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 dude, it is funny, man. I remember that when that in that uh, that nogi, yeah, the, my nogi worlds match when that guy was getting started to get mounted on me and I was like this motherfucker just gave up inside leg position but that was my attitude like I started attacking trying to get his fucking leg but it is it's true man it's like how you how you look at things are so important it's so fucking important so that's a good one man I like that the acceptance thing is that's really important you can't be a reality rager you can't re- you can't rage against reality man. no man because it is what it is yeah reality's always gonna win it's got a pretty good track record it does have a pretty good track record so it's undefeated as far as I can tell yeah, so. for the best of my knowledge, right? My, my perception of unless it. we find out this is all a uh, uh, we're in the matrix right now and none of this is real. Reality I, lost a long time is a ago. Very distinct possibility. It's all the simulations that we're just in a simulation. Yeah. Anyways, I don't think so. Let's not even go down that rabbit hole. No, we'll leave it there. All right. Okay, man. Anything else? <laughs> no, I just think it's kind of funny. I mean, I noticed. The past few episodes, we come in with a topic, we bullshit for an hour and a half, and then we spend 15 minutes talking about the topic. We're like, boom, boom, and we're done. And we're done. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, the, the jujitsu, the topic gives us a loose uh, framework framework to, to move from. And it, it just gives us an excuse to keep calling it a jujitsu podcast. 
Um, but that is true. Yeah, you know, it's what we have fun with. Some, I mean, some topics are a little more in depth than others. I think we can only, you know, I like to beat some dead horses, but I've learned over my time that not everyone likes to listen to me beat a dead horse. Yes. So. <laughs> Even though you can change your perspective of that dead horse and come at it from a different angle, people still get sick of hearing about it. Yep. Like me raging on social media. I'm sure people would be like, Jesus Christ, he's talking about this again. What the fuck's this guy's problem? That's why we do this podcast, man. Allows us to uh, talk about that shit. True. Just unleash. We can say all the shit here. So you got to tell your neighbor everything you wanted to tell them. That is why we started this podcast. It is kind of. Give messages to, yeah, this is to help me thwart off these unwarranted and unsolicited social interactions. If I can just have all my conversations here recorded and put it out there in the ether. Yeah. And hopefully the people that I hope listen to them fucking listen to them so they don't have to come talk to me about shit. Yeah. Or that you just get to say the stuff that. You know, you can't say to them in a social Because it's social norms and shit. Right, man. <clears throat> so this is like a social media platform. It is. As much as, I, <laughs> as much as I don't like to see it that way. It's all right. Anyways. Oh, do you uh, listen to the new um, Hinger um, uh, with uh, Cornelius? Keenan Cornelius and Josh Hinger started a podcast? No, they did? Yeah. I didn't know they did. Yeah, yeah, it's funny as shit, dude. Is yeah, it? you gotta listen to it. Yeah, they call it the Matt Burn. It's only Matt available Burn? on YouTube right now on Keenan's channel. Okay. I mean, it is informal as fuck. Like they Very make similar it, to ours. Yeah, oh, but they make us look like some fucking professionals at the moment, right? It's, They'll get better. Dude, their first episode, the audio is, is, is it's, it's very reminiscent of our early episodes. <laughs> so again, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna learn the lessons quickly, but it's funny because it is, it's like us. It's like, they were like Josh apparently decided to start a podcast, but he didn't know what the fuck to do, so he got a hold of Keenan and went over to Keenan's place and hijacked his equipment. And Scott, he's got Keenan like recording it and running it. That's awesome. So yeah, I guess uh, yeah. it's only on YouTube right now. He said, "Yeah, they haven't, they haven't even figured out how to like upload it yet." No, no, man. <laughs> I think they've got a second episode out now. But yeah, the first episode I listened to last night, and it's. Uh, it's really funny. I can see that being pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're both like super high level competitors. Um, smart guys. Smart guys. Like, you know, pretty down to earth. I mean, okay. both of them are, you know, just again, just from the uh, from my impression. I've, I've actually, you know, had a chance to shake Josh's hand a couple times and had him guillotine me a couple times, a few times at the uh, seminar. So, yeah, they seem like uh, genuine guys. That's how they come across. But what's funny is you can tell, like, they're, they're good friends. And they're able to just fucking give each other shit about stuff. And, uh, um, too, just like Josh is still at, at Atos and, you know, the whole shit with Keenan. Like, they actually talked about that quite a bit. Did they? Yeah, yeah. I got into, you know, why Keenan kind of given his side of the story and Josh talking about, ah, you know, whatever, man. <laughs> it's funny. So, I don't know. It was good. Yeah, you'll like it. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. For sure. Let's call that a wrap. Okay. You training good. tonight? You gotta go train, huh? Yeah, I'm probably going to go to Open Mat. Don't know if I'll do class. Get some rounds in for me. Will do, man. Yeah, I'm just kind of in an Open Mat frame of mind these days. Wish I could be. Drill and roll. and Yeah, so. Cool, have fun. I will. All right, man. See you. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. 
You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Your time's too, no clue, but soon a brief monsoon might give you a view to choose. Stay tuned, include, won't conclude. Till the end is near, beware, there's consequences for what you do. To me, indeed.